man, I'm sorry, man. I got cut off or whatever. I don't know what happened. But, um, yeah, I was just reading, you know, uh, Jamila Muse, you know, her article or whatever. And like I said, man, it, it was trash to say the least. That's the least good thing I could say about it. It was trash. Um, you know, she put out a, you know, Nazi propaganda about black men. And when you do that type of stuff, you fuel a fire. And like I said, little boys are going to catch those straight bullets because of that. Um, little black boys are going to catch straight bullets because of that. Um, and like I said, man, it's not cool. It's not cool for little black boys to catch them type of, uh, them type of straight bullets because that's what they'll catch because you're labeling all black men because they have a problem he made a he made a good point when that man said that the baby killed somebody and his career took off he killed the black man his career took off and he was defending himself but i'm hearing mixed stories about everything that's going on i'm not going deep dive deep into that so you know but i'm saying it's okay to kill somebody or you know bring death upon somebody but the minute you go off on a tangent about a certain group of people, you lose everything, but you don't lose anything when you're talking about black people, uh, especially with John Gruden. Them people, they didn't get rid of John Gruden because he said something about uh, that black man said he had Michelin tire lips and all that other stuff. They didn't get rid of him because he said that. That wasn't, they didn't care about that. When he talked about another group of people, that's when he lost everything. That's when the pressure was on. When you talked about a black man, it was cool. You understand? You talked about a black man, it was okay. It was okay to talk, you know, say racially insensitive things about a black man. And just say, oh, I'm not racist. People was cool. Oh, no. He said something about women. Oh, it's time to get rid of them. He said something about such, 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 such. It's time to get rid of them. You know, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. You lose everything when you do that. But when it's something pertaining to black people, you lose nothing. So, you know, man, it, it is what it is at that point. So, you know, um, basically, man, she just just putting propaganda out there about black men 
and that's how they view us. They look at us like that. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, we we can never win for losing with them type of people, but they hold no power within the community. So the only people that seeing that is like these white publications. They see that and they might promote her and, you know, it, it is what it is at that point. But I wanted to get to this male privilege and that kind of segues into the male privilege. So this guy. Another one of these cornballs on Twitter is talking about black male privilege. Um, so let me talk about this black this black male privilege checklist. Somebody came up with this list. Number one, I don't have to choose my race over my sex and political matters. Number two, when I read African American history textbooks. I will learn mainly about black men, which is a bold lie. Then it goes from two to five. I will be taken more seriously, seriously as a political leader than black women. Number nine, it jumps from five to nine. I will make more money than black women at equal levels of education and occupation. Then it jumps to 14. My looks will not be the central standard by which my worth is valued by members of the opposite sex, whatever that means. 28. I have the privilege of not having black women dress up and play funny characters, often overweight, that are supposed to look like me for the entire nation to laugh. Whatever. I can easily in number 30, I can easily imagine that most of the artists in hip hop are members of my sex. Number 34, these they're jumping fours and fives and fourteens. I can hear and use language, bitches and hoes that demean women. With virtually no opposition from men. Number 39. I have privilege to define black women as having an attitude. Without referencing the range of attitudes that black women have. Number 40. I have the privilege of defining black women's attitudes without defining mine as a black man. So. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some more. So it jumps from 40 to 45. I'm going to give you some more. I have the privilege of believing that feminism is anti-black, which it is. Like, we're not going to sit up here and lie about that. I have the privilege of believing that the failure of the black family is due to the black, is due to black matriarchy. It is. It is. I have the privilege of believing that household responsibilities are women's roles. The biggest lie. I will make significantly more money as a professional athlete than members of the opposite sex will. So... When you're speaking about the WNBA and the NBA, the WNBA brings no money into the fold. They don't make money. Most people who support the WNBA are not women. They are men. The average NBA game averages over 11,000 people. That's on average. It's it's 11 to 14,000 people. The average WNBA game average is 4,800 people. So they're more than doubling what, what the WNBA sees. And they keep talking about, oh man, they don't make no money. Yeah, because they don't pull no money in. So like, we got to stop. See, this is another thing. This is another propaganda thing, making black men villainized. Uh, let me see. 
If I go to an HBCU, I will have incre- incredible opportunities to exploit black women. I don't know nothing about that. This this is a bunch of bullshit. 74, I can choose to be emotionally withdrawn and not communicate in relationships and be considered unfortunate but normal. That's the way males have been constructed. That has That's not a privilege. Like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about, man? 86, I have the privilege of knowing men who are physically or sexually abusive to women, and yet I still call them friends. Shut the fuck up. I can touch and physically grope women's bodies in public, often without their consent with male complicity. This is a bold-faced lie. I've been in workplaces. I've been on a train. I've been outside. I've never seen none of this shit going on that people talk about, bruh. Never. Like, this... Again... To demonize black men, they have to make up stories that make no motherfucking sense. I am able to be out in public without fear of being sexually harassed by individuals or groups of the opposite sex. That is a lie. This whole list is a bunch of bullshit. This list is a bunch of garbage. These niggas, like the pander, none of this list makes any sense. I'm able to be out in public without fear of being sexually harassed by individuals or groups. Man, what are you talking? Men get sexually harassed all the time, bro. It's just not put out there. Like, yo, we have to stop this. Like, it, it has to stop. They're talking about the WNBA. They don't make as much money as me. That has nothing to do with me. Nobody likes to watch the WNBA. Women don't even watch it. Men watch it. 65% of black men watch the WNBA. Guess how much percentage of the white, uh, black women watch it or white women watch it? It's not high. So, like, let's stop demonizing black men for all the bullshit that was just on this list, man. We don't, we do not have male privilege. We don't have privileges. See, a lot of this stuff goes off the fact that somebody said something that was profound. They said, we're growing our sons and raising our daughters. The notion that black black babies, black male boys are babied. They are babied. You know, their moms have a soft spot for them. I wasn't babied because I had my dad around. But they're babied and they're, you know, they're... They're able to tiptoe in life and, you know, a lot of females are hard on their daughters. And, you know, some of that stuff is true. But guess what that comes from? When you see women being hard on their daughters and you see women babying their sons, that's because there is no male figure in the fold. If you have a male figure in the fold, it balances everything out. There's no babying of the son. The mother is not being hard on the daughter because the dad is there to balance that out. What they don't talk about is how they force black kids, black males, young men in particular, to be men at a uh, at an age where they shouldn't be considered men or they shouldn't have those type of responsibilities on them. No black boy should have the responsibility of taking care of his siblings. He has a mother. They have fathers. That's the mother's fault that the fathers aren't around. 
And I'm just sitting up there saying like that because they they procreate with these men. You know what type of man it is. And you know that man probably wasn't ready for a baby. You know you shouldn't be laying with this man unprotected. Like we got to start holding some of these females accountability and accountable is what I meant to say. They have to have some accountability. Like we have to stop this notion that black men are demons. They're villains. We getting it from all angles. They demonized Dave Chappelle for a month and it backfired on him. The people at Netflix, they staged a walkout. They they backfired on him. The motherfuckers got fired. This notion that black men are demons and, and we have to stop that. And, and people have to let their childhood traumas go, man. A lot of that stuff stems from childhood. The reason why they speak like this, it, that's a lot of things that happened in your childhood that you never addressed or you never tried to get help for. You got to stop that shit, man, because it's, it's, it's really damaging people. And people walk around and actually believe half the cockamamie shit that they say. That chick, that shit makes no sense. This fucking, this list that a black man put out there to demonize black men. I've never touched a woman ever in my life in public that did not want to be touched. Like we got to stop that bullshit. We, we, it has to come to a stop. Stop it. We too old for this shit. To, you know, we too old for this shit, man. Just stop it. So, man, um, I, I, you know, black male privilege is bullshit. There's no such thing. How can a man that's incarcerated, how can a man that has low education, how can a man... With any of these disadvantages, have privileges. Y'all sound stupid. No, it's stupid. They just say this stuff, man, and they dumb. You know what I'm saying? It's just stupid, man. You know, I, I try to be nice and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But the more I realize, the more they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. They deserve everything that's coming to them. So, you know, man, I'm just I'm sick and tired of the, the, the narrative that black men are bad people. You know, and they're bad people. They're uh, they're this and they're that. You know. So man, I just you know, we gotta stop it, man. It, it, it's getting bad out here because we catching straight bullets because people are making things up. Like Jam- Jamila LePew just made up a whole thing about Dave Chappelle, which was not true. She twisted his words. He didn't say half the shit that she said he said.
So, man, you know, man, I'm about to get out of here. It was good talking to y'all tonight. I told y'all I was going to hit y'all back to back to back. Tomorrow was a big one. Um, tomorrow, we're going to get down deep with this, with Joe Biden, where he said the other day. And y'all know I'll be on his ass. So, man, I'm out of here. Peace, love, hair grease. I love y'all. My brothers, my sisters, the family, we out. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, my people? My brothers, my sisters, the family, we back. It's your honor, gracious, humble host, Leaf Buck of the Black Cold Podcast. We back at it, man. Um, So tonight, I wanted to discuss something that I discussed last year. It was called the so-called uh, rape culture. So basically, this is going to be a part two, but it's going to be something added with it. Um, something that they keep throwing around called black male privilege. Um, so I'm going to read a couple of things to you, to my people. Um, and then I'll try to unpack it the best way that I can unpack it. Um, um, so here it goes. Uh, I'm about to pull up the tweet and we're going to discuss these things. So these things are on Twitter, of course, and, you know, Twitter is an epicenter for uh, for some bull crap. But, you know, that's how I go. This guy um, says niggas will be dead like, quotes. she was playing games when I went over there, unquote. Then he says the game she was playing, no, I don't want to have sex. Um, And then he follows that up by saying, I'm this close to agreeing to start killing you niggas because if we let y'all live, some people will be hurt if they haven't been already. <sighs> so... Let's unpack this, man. I did I did this show um a few almost two years ago in 2020 um about so-called rape culture. And they said that all men par- participate in rape culture. Um and basically what they're saying is oh if a woman doesn't want to have sex with you and you start going off and throwing a fit, she feels obligated to have sex with you. And that's kind of rape because it's not consent. I'm like, listen, 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 <laughs> you know, these these people in this time and age will use words to try to make you feel like you're not intelligent. Like it's nothing smart about what was just said by this fool, by this pandering fool. He's a he's pandering. And he's saying, oh, if you go over a woman's house, every man that goes over a woman's house is expecting sex. And then he'll go and talk to his man and say, oh, man, she was playing games or whatever, whatever. Listen, if he didn't rape her, 
Or if he didn't try to come on to her and she told him, no, we ain't doing that. And he left. How was that rape culture? I mean, I need somebody to explain this to me. I'm trying to be nice to. I'm trying to be nice and I'm trying to understand. But it's hard to understand when you have people. That just make things up, scenarios that don't exist, and try to pass them off as facts. None of these things that this guy said is a fact. Everything that he just said is bullshit. And he's he's not talking about white men or any other men. He's talking about black men. See, it's this thing where, you know, and this is where I'm going to talk about. I'm going to get into a little later about the black male privilege that they think exists. That's a farce. We have no privileges. Somebody that's marginalized, somebody that's highly incarcerated, somebody that so-called doesn't have high education can't have privileges. I'm just going to throw that out there. This is what the stats are saying. So, um, this is what I want to say. To get back into what this guy was saying, when you this guy made a TikTok, and I guess everybody's responding to this. So you'll kill somebody because they left a woman's house because she did not want to have sex and he had the wrong idea. So you're this close to killing somebody. You ain't going to kill nobody, bro. You're not doing shit. These dudes be talking real tough on the internet, but wouldn't bust a grape in the fruit fight. You see these niggas in the street, they'll flip and fold. <laughs> like a damn fish out of the ocean. These dudes are soft, man. So you telling me because a man leaves a woman's house and he's expecting sex, he's a rapist or he's participating in rape culture? No, that's not rape culture, bro. Like we have to stop this thing. We got to stop this. This whole everything that you do and you got to tippy toe as a man is because you don't want to come off as rapey. Now, yeah, it's a lot of creeps out here. But to me, rape culture is you actually putting stuff in people drugs or you lacing the chick's weed or doing that type of stuff and then having sex with her afterwards. Then, oh, yeah, that's rape culture to me. But because I leave a woman's house because she doesn't want to have sex with me and I leave, that's rape culture because I was expecting sex. How is that rape culture? I wouldn't have got that an idea if she didn't invite me over. I'm telling you, and this is what I'm telling you a lot of times, and I've been through this plenty of times. A chick will tell you to come over her house. Text you all sexually and freaky and all this type of stuff. Then when you come over there, she's playing games. Oh, once I see the games is being played and you trying to run my games. No, let's just chill. No, I'm not chilling. You was just talking all crazy on the phone, texting all sexually and freaky and all that. Now I get over here. You, you want to be Mary Magnum. You want to be the Virgin Mary. So I'm out. Plain and simple. I'll leave. I'm not into this whole, I'm going to stay, I'm going to force her, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm not doing none of that. Because that, to me, if you're forcing yourself on somebody, you a sucker-ass nigga. If you out here raping women, you're a sucker. You should be dealt with and, and excommunicated. 
But a man goes over a woman's house, you know, and, and they put no context to what they're tweeting out. See, this is the thing. They don't put no context to what they're tweeting out. So, they'll say, oh, well, she didn't, she said, no, I don't want to have sex. Okay, I left. I don't want to do that right now, whatever, whatever. Nine times out of ten, and I'm being real, a chick is not inviting you over her house unless y'all getting into something. I've never, I've never had a female friend where I've invited her over my house unless we was doing something. <laughs> I'm, I'm being real, and that's just real. Like unless we doing something, if we're on that level, and she asking, "Oh, can I come over?" Blah blah. Yes, you can. Oh, if she coming over there playing games, we what are we sitting here for? It's time for you to leave. It's the end of that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get me something to drink, get me something to eat. And you got a couple minutes. It's time to go, shorty. Like, it ain't. We're not. We don't have anything to talk about. It's time to go. It's time for you to leave. That is not rape culture. That is me as an adult making a conscious decision not to play games with a female. We're both grown. If you don't want to do this and you don't want to do that, you ain't got to come over here. Boom. We ain't got to do none of that. that. None of that stuff. We ain't got to do none of that stuff. If we going to be friends, if we want to go hang out, we can go out to lunch or something like that. In a, in, a, in, a, in a good setting. And that's what I'm saying. A chick is not inviting you over her house. Just to Netflix and chill. I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, she's not doing that. If a woman invites you over, she feel comfortable enough with you to open up, to have you over her house. Maybe she'll cook for you. Maybe she'll, y'all get some Uber Eats or something. But most men do not expect sex to when they're going over a woman's house. They don't expect that shit. Sometimes it happens a lot of times. It will happen. A lot of dudes, because if you're expecting sex from a woman, that's all y'all going to be talking. And she'll never invite you over, bro. And I'm telling you how this works because I know. I've talked to many people. I've been around people. I've done all that shit. A woman feels comfortable enough because you're she wants you over her house. And she'll invite you over her crib. Y'all talk, whatever. And if she even even if she comes over to your house, that woman has made a conscious decision that she's going to do something with you. With you know, if that involves sex, oral sex, whatever, whatever it involves, something is going down. Cause nine times out of ten, we can go out and have lunch. Or go out to have dinner or go out for brunch, breakfast, whatever. If she wants to be a friend and she wants to talk and we can talk over that because there's no expectations there. But nine times out of ten, I don't expect sex when a girl come over. Now, if she comes over and gives me some, hey, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to say, oh, no, I ain't going to do that. No, because I'm going to be seen like a racist because she wants to have sex. with No. That you have to understand the dynamics. I've talked to many people. I've been around people. Like, if you want to be friends, let's go out to have lunch, like I said, or go to dinner or something like that. 
Nobody is actually going to somebody's house to sit around and just watch TV and be friends like that. No, ain't no, ain't no chick coming to my crib as a friend. No, we can go out and have lunch as friends. We can go have drinks as friends. I'm not I don't want just sitting in my house not doing nothing. No. So, you know, and we the thing about it is they'll try to twist your words up, but you can't twist my words up. If you go over a woman's house, And she like, listen, I don't want, I'm not doing nothing. Then you have that choice. If she texts you like, listen, we ain't doing nothing, but you could come over. All right. Nah, you know what? Something came up. Bam. I don't want to do, I don't want to just sit in your house. Let's go out to eat. Let's go out to lunch. Most men that do that. Most men that do that. That woman that asks you, oh. Let's go out a couple times, blah, blah, blah. Then she'll invite you over once she's comfortable. So, I, man, you know, I, I don't really. When, you know, when, when you're dealing with this type of stuff, man, you got to be very careful when you're in these situations, man, because. You know, you got to tread lightly, man. In the world that we live in, and words mean a lot when actually it shouldn't mean that much if you tell them, all right, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes you can go over there. You can get overzealous and say, all right, man, I'm going over there. I think we're going to have sex, blah, blah, blah. You might be expecting it. But most of the time, every nigga that I know would just leave. Oh, all right, well, that ain't what you came over here for. Well, we must have got twisted ideas. Maybe we can go out sometime, maybe not. And either one of y'all just cut the contact and it just stay right there. But these dudes, man, they get on the internet and they like to pander. Like, you don't need to pander. Like, there's no need to pander, man. Like, that shit is corny. Because you a dude, oh, man, and I'm agreeing. You agreeing with these women that are talking bullshit none of these women have been in those situations because most victims don't talk about that stuff openly on the internet so you know what i'm saying and 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 i'm speaking that you know what i'm sorry about that because i don't actually know I don't actually know, but what I'm what I'm speaking on is what I'm saying is a victim, in my opinion, and things I've seen over the years, they won't speak about that stuff freely, especially not on the internet. Especially not over the internet because they won't speak over that stuff over the internet because you know. Um, a lot of victims from what I've seen and talked to, um, they feel embarrassed when they have no reason to be embarrassed by, you know, whatever happened to them. Um, cause like I said, uh, my ex-wife, she was molested as a child and she never talked about that stuff over the internet. You know, she was a victim and all these type of things, but it was hard for her to talk about it because it was a feeling of embarrassment when really 
you didn't have nothing to be embarrassed about. You didn't do nothing wrong. So that's kind of where I'm speaking as far as that goes. But for these women that some of them, from what I was reading, never been in those type of situations, are speaking as if they were in those type of situations and they're speaking as though they're victims of something that didn't happen. And it's 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 bad, man. Like you can't go around to me. If I'm not lacing a woman's drug, if I'm not lacing a woman's weed, if I'm not giving her no date rape and putting stuff in her drink and all those type of things. That's not rape culture to me. Just you expecting something. That's not rape culture. I can expect tomorrow to wake up and have a million dollars, but it ain't true. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop that, man. Like, cause you criminalizing people, and it's making it hard for these little boys to grow up. And I've talked about this: how we don't protect our little black boys. They're never protected because they're always seen as some criminal before they grow up. They're seen as an adult before they even hit puberty. Like we have to stop this. So, you know, I've always talked about how our little boys aren't protected. And I see a lot of times, you know, I've seen examples and I'm not saying baby your baby boys. I'm not saying baby them because that's horrible. But what I'm saying is everybody has a duty to protect themselves, their children, and whatever. And what I'm saying is we have a tendency to... Never look at these things and analyze these things because it's it's rough, man. We don't analyze these type of things. So we letting people that aren't rapists get criminalized. We just we, we let people get criminalized, man, and it's not cool. These these like little kids are getting criminalized. Just because people are putting dumbass tweets out like that. Because every time somebody see a little black boy, oh, he's going to be a rapist. He's going to be this. He's going to be a criminal. He's going to do that. Like, and they do that a lot, man. And I'm telling you, I've seen it. You know, so. You know, um, that that stuff is deep, man. And. I just don't like these pandering tweets because it gives these black feminists, these pieces of garbage, black feminists. Um, it gives them fuel for the fire that they're, you know, they just be making shit up. So this lady and I meant to talk about this yesterday. Um, but this lady, her name is Jamila Lemieux. 
or Jamila LePew. Um, so Jamila Lemieux wrote an article for Vogue or Essence, one of them two. I think it was Vogue. It might have been Essence. It was one of the two. Matter of fact, I'll check for y'all. Um, so she wrote an article and she's one of them struggling writers. Um, she's one of those struggling writers, Vanity Fair. I was way off. None of them was any of it. Um, but she wrote for an article for Vanity Fair She's one of them them freelance writers, you know, them broke ass motherfuckers that got something against black men. And then when people critique their work, you know, people come out the woodworks, Professor Clump, she comes out the woodwork. Nobody even the average person don't even know who Professor Clump is. Brittany Cooper, you know, she's one of these feminists. I love feminism and. And a nuclear family is not needed when raising. Yes, it is needed. But we're we going to get into all that stuff. We we about to get into that. But what I'm what I really wanted to get into, you know, with her article. So what we're going to do is she wrote an article and she said, I wrote about Dave Chappelle and black America's version of the big lie for the February issue of Vanity Fair. The name of the article is Dave Chappelle and the Black Ass Lie That Keeps Us Down. So her headline is the comedian perpetuates the idea that straight black men have it worse than any other group of black people. I'm going to stop it there because he never said that. So in continuance, including black women and LGBTQ plus black people. Here they go, you know, with the intersectionality shit. Um, so this is what she said. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read some of it. She starts it off by saying I was in a bad state for about a week after the closer pissed, disappointed, confused, watching how many black folks, including some I know and love deep, deeply, puffed their chests out alongside comedian Dave Chappelle and echoed his conviction that the alphabet people were being given something kindness, civil rights that the blacks were not receiving in the same ease. Where did the belief that the queerness or trans identity makes someone any less of a nigger or a nigga, for that matter, originate? The black LGBTQ2 plus people don't experience racism and the phobia is aligned with some parts of their identities. See, my people are sensitive and rightfully so. We've been bruised, battered from every angle. Racism has rubbed us so raw that the symbol of progress for other marginalized groups can easily feel like an affront. Um, so I'm going to continue. It's one thing to say challenge immigration policies that make it so that white folks can safely and legally seek asylum there while people from black nations are deported and worse. But you cannot pit the black against the alphabet people, nor can you separate the blacks from women or the bitches, as Dave Chappelle called us. He didn't call them that. 
Many of us are both and more. We try to separate us as sort as you feel you feed the black ass lie. So if you're not familiar with when she said this is America's version.